Chronicles tonight, 2 Chronicles chapter number 6 in your Bibles this evening, and uh, I am honored to be here. It's good to have my girls with me tonight, and uh, if you see them get up and leave during the service, that's not because we're mad at each other, that's because my wife needs to go smoke a cigarette, all right? And uh, I'm only kidding, she doesn't smoke when we're at church, so... um, Y'all pray for me. I got to go home tonight, and I want to go home happy, all right? But uh, those girls' bedtime is not too far from now, and so if they get a little bit restless and have to go out, I know y'all will understand that, but I couldn't do what I do without them, and I'm sure grateful for them, and uh, honored to have a few of our men here from Northwood tonight. It's good to see y'all, and I appreciate y'all being here. Now, when your pastor asked me to come and preach, I was honored. I don't know if you realize this, and I, I say this not... Uh, not to try to curry favor or not to try to pander to you, but if you don't realize this, you are part of a great church. Uh, God is good to your church. Your church in our area is really a pace setter church. A lot of churches look to this place and to what God is doing here. And so when he asked me to come and preach, I was just honored. But then I started thinking about what in the world am I going to say at Calvary that Brother Pope hasn't already said in all these years. And uh, then my wife really encouraged me about a month ago. I've gotten off of social media for a while. I'll probably get back on at some point. But I really didn't know who was preaching in this meeting besides me. And she said, do you know who's preaching at Calvary this month? I said, no. And she came and she showed me Brother Finley, showed me Brother White, uh, showed me Brother Brother Steins. Now, who was the other preacher? I just lost Brother Rabin. My soul. You talk about discouraged and scared to death when I saw that. Uh, Those men are heroes to me and just great preachers. Here's how I feel tonight. I feel like the old farmer that showed up at the dog show one day. I'm talking about purebred, registered dog show. I'm talking the top of the line dogs were there. And he showed up at this dog show, came up to the registration table with just an old mangy mutt of a dog, and they stopped him and said, Sir, this is the registration table for this dog show. He said, I understand that. I want to register my dog. And they said, Sir, I don't think you understand. These dogs have bloodlines that can be traced back for generations. These dogs are pure bred. These dogs' puppies bring more than the truck that you drove in here. Sir, you don't understand. You don't need to bother with registering that dog for this dog show. They said, what in the world are you doing here? Do you expect to win this show? He said, oh, no, I didn't expect to win any show. He said, I know my dog, but I love my dog. And I was just thinking how good it would be for him to keep company like this for just a little while. That's how I feel tonight. I don't expect to win any show, but I'm just honored to be keeping company with you this evening. I hope the Lord will help us for just the next few minutes as we look at 2 Chronicles chapter number 6 and verse number 1. Before we look at our verse tonight, I want to ask you this question. Have you ever had a day that was just so good that you wish you could go back and repeat it? Maybe it was a day at work where everything just worked for once, or or maybe it was a vacation where everything came together and everything went right and you were able to enjoy it. Uh, Right now, my girls are two years old and five months old, and I've got a feeling that one day I'm going to look back to these days and I'm going to wish I could live these days over again. The Bible talks about those kind of days in the book of Esther. It said they had light and joy, and gladness, and a good day. 
We thank God when we have good days like that, light and joy and gladness and just a good day. Praise God for it. And if that's the kind of day that you're having today, rejoice with them that do rejoice. We're excited for you and glad that you're having that kind of day. But the truth is this. The book of Ecclesiastes says it this way. It says, if a man lives long upon the earth, lives many days, let him rejoice in them. But then it goes on to say this. But remember, now I'm not quoting it exactly right, but it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Remember, there will be many days of darkness. We love the light days. We love the glad days. We love the good days. And praise God for them, but not every day is like that. Some days, some weeks, some seasons, frankly, some years are dark seasons. Our hard seasons, our difficult seasons, seasons where it seems like the darkness has just rolled into your life and the darkness will not lift. And when you find yourself in a place like that, we'll see in our, in our text tonight and we'll see in the truth that we'll deal with, there are times when you're in the thick darkness, when you're in the heavy darkness and you say, what is the thick darkness? What's the difference in darkness and thick darkness? Well, I can define it to you from the Word of God. In the book of Exodus, it said that the thick darkness would cover the land. And here's what it said. Even a darkness which may be felt. Here's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Those times in your life when the darkness rolls in, when the difficulty comes in, when the discouragement comes in, when even the depression comes in, and the darkness you can feel. It's a darkness which you can sense. It's a darkness when you wake up in the middle of the night, the darkness is still there. The hardship is still there. The heaviness is still there. Here's what I'm talking about tonight. The thick darkness, a darkness which may be felt. In other words, when you can feel the darkness, but you can't feel God. You ever been there? You ever had the dark? You say, preacher, this is awesome, August, and we want to be encouraged tonight. I trust that we will be before we finish, but we might as well face the reality that there will be many dark days. You know, every person in this room is one phone call away. One phone call away from having your world absolutely turned upside down. Every person in this room is one doctor's visit away from absolutely having everything in your life that seems stable and seems secure being swept away. I'm telling you, there will be many days of darkness. And when you find yourself in those days of darkness, when I speak of darkness tonight, I'm not talking about sin. I'm not even talking about the judgment of God. The Bible talks about darkness in those terms, in terms of sin and in terms of judgment. But what I'm talking to you about tonight is when you're doing everything that you know to do. You're walking with God. You're being faithful before God. And just out of nowhere the darkness rolls in. The darkness will not lift. You can feel the darkness but you cannot feel your God. And at a moment like that here's what you'll want to ask. God where in the world are you at? What in the world are you doing? Have you forsaken me? Have you forgotten about me? I can feel the darkness but I cannot feel you. 
I don't want to hurry too far ahead of myself before we even get to our text tonight, but I would say this to you. When you find yourself in the darkness, you may look and you may wonder, is this something that I've done? Is this some sin that I've committed? There are times that God will bring chastisement into the life of a believer because of sins that we've committed. I understand that, but I'm talking about those times where you're walking with God, you're fellowshipping with God, you know you're clean before God, and yet discouragement and hardship and heartbreak has come into your life and you just want to say, God, where are you? And God, have you forgotten about me? Let me say this to you tonight. God has not forgotten you in the darkness. God has not forsaken you in the darkness. And, and I'll be careful how I say this, but if you were to study the Word of God, and I'd encourage you to make a study of this matter of darkness, you would find this. God is the one who allows that darkness to come into your life. God is the one who allows that heartbreak, that heaviness. It may come at the hand of a man. It may come at the hand of another person. But your God who loves you too much to do any unkindness, to do you any wrong, is the very one who has allowed that darkness to come and if God has allowed the darkness to come into your life God has a purpose and God has not forgotten you and God has not forsaken you but when you're in the darkness and you can feel the darkness and you can't feel God sometimes you just want to say God where are you at when you feel the sorrow of that darkness when you can feel the darkness, but you can't feel God. The Bible speaks of the darkness, and we're coming to our text in a moment. I promise you we are. The Bible speaks of this darkness in terms of sorrow. It speaks of this darkness in terms of, in terms of gloominess, in terms of misery, in terms of blindness even, in terms of mourning. What about this? In terms of perplexity or obscurity. When that which you've always known, that which you've always understood, that which you've always been able to hold on to and see and believe is hidden from your view. The Bible says that this darkness will cause a man to say this. We walk in darkness. Listen to this. We grope for the wall like the blind. And we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday. And we are in desolate places as dead men. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes when you walk through the door of that church, somebody sticks their hand out and says, how you doing, brother? And you put a smile on your face and you say, brother, I'm doing good. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too blessed to be depressed. But in your heart, if you were honest, you say, I feel like I'm just groping at the wall. I can't see my way through this darkness. I can't see how this is going to turn out. I can't see how any good is going to come from this. I can't see that the sun is ever going to shine again. I just feel like I'm groping my way along the wall, trying to make the next step, trying to make the next decision. I can feel the darkness, but I cannot feel God. In Job, he said it this way. He said, lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. He passeth on also, and I perceive him not. Job said, God, I know you're there, but I can't see you. I can't sense you. God, I'm in the darkness. Where in the world are you? Here's the way Job said it. He said, I go forward. He's not there. Backward, I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. You know what Job was saying? I see him working over there. You ever come to church and feel like this? I see what he's doing for you and I rejoice with you. But I just wonder where he's at for me. Oh, there he is. He's over there. And I can't perceive him. I can't get a hold of him. The Bible does tell us that God will hide himself from time to time. 
But let me be clear, even when the darkness hides our God, even when our God hides himself and covers himself in the darkness, and we don't have time for this tonight, but let me say this to you, the God who dwells in unapproachable light, when he does cover himself with darkness, he is doing that as a mercy to you and a mercy to me because there's a way that we can draw near to him and he can draw near to us in the darkness that we would never experience in any other way. Thanks be to God that we have a God whose ways are past finding out. His wisdom is unsearchable. None of us are going to be his counselor. We have a wonderful God. But you still just want to say, God, where are you at and what are you doing? You feel that sorrow? You get that diagnosis? You get that call? You wake up in the night and it's still there. You wish it was a nightmare that you could wake up from. And you want to say, God, where in the world are you? And what in the world are you doing? You feel the sorrow of that darkness. You might have came in here tonight groping as along the wall, just trying to make the next step, hoping you could get through this service. I want to say this to you tonight. You're not here by accident. Your heavenly Father who loves you wants to tell you tonight exactly what it is that he's doing in the darkness. When you can feel the darkness, but you can't feel God. God, where are you and what are you doing? We find it in our text tonight. 2 Chronicles chapter number 6 and verse number 1. Already you'll be glad to know we've seen the sorrow of darkness. We've seen the source of darkness. Now for just a few moments, we're going to see the secrets of the thick darkness. The Bible says in Isaiah 45, and you're in 2 Chronicles 6, and I will give thee, listen to this, the treasures of of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I the Lord which call thee by thy name am the God of Israel here's what God is saying to you tonight there's some things I can show you in the darkness that I couldn't show you anywhere else there's some things that I can show you in the quietness that you could never hear at any other time. Sometimes when we find the darkness has rolled in, it's in those moments that we'll see things we've never seen, we'll feel things we've never felt, and we'll hear things we've never heard because even in the darkness, your God loves you. God, I feel the darkness, but I don't feel you. Where are you and what are you doing? Second Chronicles, chapter number 6, verse number 1. Then said Solomon, The Lord hath said that he would dwell. Would you read those next four words out loud with me? In the thick darkness. God where in the world are you at? And what in the world are you doing? I can feel the darkness, but I cannot feel you. God, where are you? And God, what are you doing? I believe God wants to say to you tonight, there's some secrets that I want to share with you out of the darkness. There's some truths I want to deliver to you. There's some help I want to give your heart. And the only place you'll experience it, the only place that you'll know it, is here in the thick darkness. God, where in the world are you? And what in the world are you doing I'm in the thick darkness Lord do you know where I am do you see what I'm going through where are you and what are you doing may I say it like the old song used to say it standing somewhere in the shadows you'll find Jesus he's not forsaken you he's not forgotten you say where is God and what is he doing he's waiting in the darkness with you the Bible says here he dwells in the thick darkness. He abides in the darkness. He settles in the darkness. 
The book of Psalms says, The darkness hideth not from thee. The night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. Here's what the Word of God has just said to you and to me tonight. When you're in the heaviness and you can feel darkness, but you can't feel God and you wonder where He is, He is sitting in the darkness with you. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's touched with the very feeling of our infirmities. He knows what you feel. He knows what you're going through. But what encourages me more than anything else in this text that we just read is this. While your world is being turned upside down, while your world is being rocked, while it feels like you're being tossed about like a ship on the ocean, you're reeling to and fro like a drunk man, and you feel like the world's falling apart. Where do you find God? You don't find him up in arms and worried to death and biting his fingernails and worrying about what he's going to do. Rather, you find him seated in the darkness. You know what that tells me? He's in control of the darkness. Say, what's God doing in the darkness? I believe we see in this text that we just read, he's waiting in the darkness. If I say nothing else to you tonight, if you're in the darkness, if you're in the heaviness, I want you to hear this. Though you may not feel God, God is with you in the darkness. But there's more to share with you. Not only is God waiting in the darkness, but you'll find this about our God. Our God is working in the darkness. The Bible says that from the ninth hour, he cried out with a loud voice. And about the, about the ninth hour, darkness covered the face of the earth. Think about that thick darkness that covered Calvary on that day. Think about the darkest day that human history has ever known. The most difficult day. The most heart-rending day. And think of what your God was doing in the darkness. He was bringing salvation for His people. He was bringing heaven to you and heaven to me. He was making a way to the Father. And I just wonder tonight, as you find yourself in the darkness, as you feel forsaken, and you wonder, God, why have you forsaken? me may I remind you again he has not forsaken you but even when you feel that he has understand this our God is working all things together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose the Bible says darkness covered the land of Egypt but in that thick darkness that darkness which may be felt the word of God tells us that God was securing his people God was saving his people here's all I'm trying to say tonight I don't know what God is doing in your darkness but I know this he's going to bring good and he's going to bring treasures out of the darkness I think of a name you might know and you might not his name was William Cooper any of you know that name William Cooper he he was a friend actually of John Newton's the author of Amazing Grace a member of his church and And he had some talent, he had some gifts, and so John Newton made an agreement with Cooper. You write a hymn one week, I'll write a hymn next week. Brother Brandon, you and Brother Pope get together on that, all right? I'll write a hymn this week, you write a hymn next week, and we'll sing it in church on Sunday. The problem was this, many times John Newton, the pastor of the church, would have to take up and write the hymn at the last minute, because William Cooper was, the only word we could use is, too depressed to write the hymn. They would call it melancholy in that day. We would probably call it clinical depression in our day. And by the way, can I pause? I know I'm I'm not in my own pulpit tonight, so I'll be careful what I'll say, but I will say this. 
We would not fault a man who has a broken arm for getting a cast put on it, would we? We ought to be grateful to God in the day that we live that there is medical help when medical help is needed for a mind that is sick as well. But in that day, they didn't have that sort of thing. They didn't have that kind of help. And so Cooper struggled mightily with this darkness, with this heaviness. At times, he would even wonder, could I be saved? Could I really be a child of God? The sad truth about Cooper is this. On several occasions, he even attempted to take his own life. There in the heavy and the thick darkness, he felt like God had forsaken him. But you know what's so interesting about Cooper? Cooper wrote one of the most famous Bible verses that's not in your Bible. Say, preacher, what in the world are you talking about? Let me help you for a minute. Things like this. God helps those who help themselves. That's a Bible verse that's not anywhere in the Word of God. Things like this. Let me see if any of y'all have heard this before. Every tub has to set on its own bottom. Any of y'all ever heard that and heard for sure that it's in the Bible and you have no clue what it means and neither did they? It's not in the Bible. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Good thought, but it's not in the Bible. Here's one of those that people will tell you up and down is in the Word of God, but it just doesn't appear there anywhere. God moves in a mysterious way. Now, that truth is in the Word of God. But you know where that truth was written down in those terms? It flowed from the pen of a man named William Cooper who lived under this heaviness, who lived his life in the thick darkness. You know what I'm saying to you right now? He didn't know the sweetness, the song that God was bringing out of his darkness. And here we are today, still singing words like these that he wrote. There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flow, lose all their guilty stains. Because God was bringing a song out of his sorrow. He was bringing sweetness out of the darkness. Here's what I'm saying to you. You may not know what God is working in the darkness, but know this. He's waiting for you in the darkness. He's working in the darkness. But what about this tonight? I'm glad to report to you. The children of Israel stood at the bottom of Mount Sinai. They heard the thundering. They saw the lightning. They saw the smoke on the mountain. And the Bible says they drew away from the mountain. They looked at Moses and said, Moses, you go up the mountain. You go up there in the thick darkness. You go up there where the thunder is and where the lightning is. Moses, you go up. You know what the people who stood at the bottom of the mountain heard? They heard the sound of the thunder. They saw the flash of the lightning. They saw the smoke. They saw the thick darkness that covered the mountain. But may I remind you what Moses heard as he climbed the mountain. And as he went into the thick darkness where God was, he heard the voice of his God speaking to him. And here's what I want to say to you in the darkness. The God who is waiting in the darkness and the God who is working in the darkness. It might not be in the thunder. It might not be in the fire. It might not be in the earthquake. It might not be in the wind. But standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. And it might not be long until Jesus starts whispering to you and saying things like, you're going to make it. You're in the palm of my hand. I'm going to present you faultless before my Father. You're not going to fall. You're going to make it to the city of God. I want to say this to 
to you tonight. It may be dark where you are. It may be quiet where you are. It may be heavy where you are. But it might not be long until your heavenly Father starts to whisper to you right where you are. Man alive. Man alive. He's whispering in the darkness. But what about this tonight? We've seen the sorrow of the darkness. We've seen a little about the source of the darkness. We've seen now the, the secrets of the darkness. God is waiting in the darkness. God is working in the darkness. It might not be long before God's whispering to you in the darkness. But I would be doing you a disservice if I did not remind you tonight what the Word of God says. One day there will come a shattering of the darkness. The Bible says in the 23rd Psalm, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you realize and I realize one day we will walk through the thick darkness for the last time. We will walk through the valley of the shadow of death and we will enter into the eternal city of God where the Bible says there's no night there, no need for candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light. The Bible says that in this city, this eternal city, there's no temple. The Lord God Almighty mighty and the lamb or the temple of it the city has no need of moon it has no need of sun to shine in it for the glory of God did lighten it and the lamb is the light thereof. I wish I could tell you your darkness is going to be broken tonight. Pray that God will lift the darkness tonight. That's a good prayer and a right prayer to pray. But it may not be until you reach the city of God that you realize and see fully the darkness rolled away and the light of the Lamb shining. But I'll tell you this, if the first time you get to feel the light of the sun shining on you again, the glory of a good day and a light day and a bright day again is the day that you stand face to face with your Savior and you see the Lamb of God who is the light of the world I'll just say it to you like this I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us pray that God lifts the darkness pray that God allows the gloom to lift but as long as you're in the darkness know that God is with you know that God has not forsaken you know that God has not forgotten you and know that it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Isaiah 50, verse number 10 says this. Who is among you that feareth the Lord? I believe that's the folks that I'm talking to tonight. Who among you feareth the Lord, obeyeth the voice of his servant, and listen to this, and walketh in darkness, and hath no light? That might be how you're feeling tonight. I'm obeying the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord, but it seems like I'm in the darkness. What am I to do in a time like this? Listen to what God says to your situation. Here it is. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. When you can feel the darkness, but you can't feel God, what do you do? You just keep trusting him and throwing yourself upon his mercy. Best way I can explain that is very simply, and I'm done preaching tonight. Me and my little girl went over to the church the other night, Joanna. And two years old, she's misindependent, wants to do everything herself. And I'm probably like your preacher. I know our church building's like the back of my hand. I can walk through in the dark with no problem, and I do from time to time. But I wasn't really thinking about Joanna. She wanted to walk by herself. She wanted to do it by herself. And so we stepped inside. It was getting dark outside, but on the inside of our building, it was very dark. 
We started walking up that hallway. You got to understand, Joanna had on some of those cool shoes that every time she took a step, they lit up. It was pretty cool. She had at that moment more light than I did. But it was dark around her. I don't know if she might, if she had the language to say, I feel the darkness, but I don't feel my daddy. She had some light, but it wasn't enough. You know what she started saying? Daddy cuddle. Daddy cuddle. Daddy cuddle. You know what that meant? Daddy, it's dark. I need your help. Pick me up right here and right now. You know what she didn't need at that moment? If I had flipped the lights on right then, it wouldn't have satisfied her. But you know what she did need? She needed to throw herself on her daddy. You know what would be good for you to do tonight? In this time of invitation, just come and throw yourself on God. Say, I don't understand it. God, I want you to lift the darkness. But if you don't, I'm going to keep trusting you. I'm going to keep believing you. I am stayed upon you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes tonight? I'm finished preaching. You'd say, preacher, I'm in that darkness right now. I I feel what you're preaching tonight. I I know what you're talking about. That's where I'm living right now. If that's you tonight, would you just slip your hand up right now and say, preacher, I'm in that discouraging place. I'm in that hard place. I'm in that difficult place. Would you slip your hand up and just hold it up for a moment? I want to pray for you. I I certainly want to do that. Several hands lifted tonight. I certainly appreciate that. Hands lifted all over the church. I appreciate that. Others, anyone else would say, preacher, I'm in that dark place, but I'm going to keep trusting my Savior. Anybody else tonight say, preacher, I want you to pray for me. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you lifted your hand just a moment ago, I'm going to be good to my word. I'm going to pray for you. But as we stand all over the church tonight, even before the music begins, would you find your way down to the altar right now and just say, God, I don't understand this darkness. God, I want to be delivered from this darkness, but I'm going to keep trusting you even in the darkness. Would you come tonight, find a place here at the altar and say, God, even in the darkness, I'm going to trust you. You lifted your hand just a moment ago. I'm going to pray for you, but would you come and spend a few moments with your God tonight? Maybe there's a person sitting on the pew with you. You don't know what they're going through. They don't know what you're going through. But maybe tonight you would come and weep with those who weep. Maybe you say, Father, brothers and sisters going through a difficult time and a hard time, and and I just pray you'll help them. I pray you'll minister to them in the darkness. Would you come tonight? Would you do business with God here in this moment? Here in the darkness, cry out, Father, I just need you. Pray just as long as you need to. In just a moment, your pastor will be coming to conduct the remainder of the invitation. If you haven't come already and you need to call on your God in the darkness, would you come right now? I'm going to pray, and then in just a moment, your pastor is going to be coming. But you respond to the Lord right now with this opportunity that you have. Even in the darkness, He's not forsaken you. Even in the darkness, He's not failed you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I don't understand the dark times. Lord, I look forward to the day when we're in that city where there will be no darkness. But Lord, I know that if we find ourselves in the darkness here and now, 
you have a purpose in it. You have a plan. And Father, there's folks in this church tonight who are hurting. I don't know their needs. I don't know their burdens, but you do. And they've indicated by lifting their hands that their heart is heavy, that they're going through a storm, that they're going through a difficulty. Lord, I don't know what kind of sweetness you're bringing out of their sorrow. Lord, I don't know what it is that you're waiting in the darkness for, but I just pray if, if nothing else, Lord, would you whisper to their heart tonight, you're going to make it. The sun's going to shine again. Would you encourage their heart that they might go on another day, even if it feels like groping, even if it feels like they can't see their way forward, knowing that the darkness and the light are alike to you, and you can see through the darkness with no problem. So, Father, would you minister to their hearts? Would you bless this great church? Bless these who have come to the altar. Bless those who maybe didn't have the strength to step out tonight. But, God, you're speaking to them in the darkness. I pray you'll help us. In Jesus' name, your pastor's coming. You continue to do what God would have you to. When our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. And wow, wow. What a great truth. What a great message tonight that the Lord has blessed us with at Calvary Baptist Church. And a lot of folks are on the altars getting some help tonight. Boy, Job said, man, it's a few days and full of trouble. Well, sometimes... It seems like the burdens abound, don't they? But aren't you glad? Our God never leaves us. He's there with us. We're going to pause just for a moment. Again, folks are in the altars tonight. And if you're here this evening and you haven't responded yet and you need to and you need someone to pray with you, if you'll step out right now and just make your way to the front, we'll have somebody, we'll have somebody pray with you tonight. And then if you're with us in this service, and you know it could be, there might be somebody in this service, and you say, preacher, if I died tonight, I'm not even sure I'm saved. Well, I want to tell you something. Tonight would be a great night to get born again. And if you're here this evening, and, and that's you, and you say, pastor, I walked in here tonight, and I, I'm thankful for the message that Brother Webb preached, but I'm going to be honest with you. I came here tonight. I came here tonight to get born again. And if that's you, why don't you just step out right now, wherever you may be, just step out and come. And we'll have somebody take a Bible and help you tonight. And so you come while we wait, while we wait tonight. Wow, what a great message. Man, oh man. We got some help tonight, Calvary. We really did. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. If you're watching by way of live stream tonight, we're, we're, we're so honored to have you being a part of this service. And there's a number on the bottom of your screen right now, 704-327-5662. And we have some people that are waiting right beside the phone right now. They're waiting by the phone lines. And we would love to take your call. If you're watching tonight, you say, Brother Pope, I don't know for sure that I'm on my way to heaven or... Or preacher, I just, you know, I'm going through that time of darkness like the preacher was talking about tonight. And, and uh, maybe you're watching this broadcast tonight and you feel like you can't even go another day. Hey, listen, if you'll call that number, our prayer helpline workers would love to pray with you tonight and try to be a source of encouragement. And so I hope you'll call. hope you'll call right now.